When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, and welcome back to Realistic Sustainability. I'm Mike, and I'm here with Nick. You know, at some point, you're going to have to mention a different name, even if it's not the uh, the real name, because everyone knows you're here with me. Are you sure, though? I, I hope so. I mean, if not, <laughs> then where have they been? <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, you're going to hear me occasionally clear my throat. It sounds stuffy. I am here under volunteer quarantine. We had a holiday event where someone in the family ended up testing positive for COVID, but I do have my taste. I do have my smell and I have not had a fever. I think I'm just going to be quarantined for my cold. Well, if that's all you have, I think you got off lucky to be honest. Yeah. And and, uh, it's one of those things that you know is inevitable at some point, but you work really hard to push that off as long as humanly possible. And that's what we do here in this household. We've always been a little extra cautious, but we went went and got tested yesterday. We're just waiting for results, which the real problem is, is this is the week I'm supposed to be prepping dabble for next week's open. You know, ironically enough, bad stuff never happens at good times. But, you know, with that being said, Mike, if it was, if there was a good time for bad stuff, then it probably wouldn't be a bad stuff. So it really does suck. And I'm sorry that it's holding you up and kind of putting a monkey wrench in your in your gears. But it's better to be careful and make sure that, you know, you're not going to spread a possible disease that can be really, really de- deadly to unsuspecting people. Yep. That is, it is an additional responsibility when you own a building. So we will go through our, our quarantine process, go through the double testing process. We've, like I said, we're, we're tested once and we've scheduled another one for January 2nd. I think we are pushing the quote unquote grand opening to the very first class right now. So January 5th. But if you're hearing this, keep your ears open. It may change. You never know. Well, I mean, it has to, you know, kind of move with what's going on. It's not like people can't expect you just to be like, I'm sick, but the show must go on. You have to, you know, be considerate and kind and and always think of the worst possible scenario of what could happen because you don't want to run the risk of getting people sick. Absolutely. So, well, this show that we're doing today is just yes. our year-end show. This is you and I talking about last year. And we don't have any beer. Okay, okay, fine. <laughs> well, it's not no countdowns to midnight today. We're just talking about what the heck happened last year. We did 103 episodes between shorts and fulls last year. 103? 103 episodes. It's, shouldn't we have, shouldn't it be 104? I mean, shouldn't we have one more? Well, I mean, there's... Usually there would be another short, but we missed a week. Oh, you can just blame that one on me. I'll take the blame. (laughs) Well, there's times that we were busy and actually I had simply forgotten. I had gotten my Excel spreadsheet wrong and left it out. Oh, that is your fault. It is my fault. So we did 103 episodes on season two and we're preparing for season three. That's exciting. I, I can't begin to explain how awesome that is. Now, I I will tell everybody out there, 103 episodes is a ton of work. (laughs) So there will be a few changes in season three. Not many. We will have four, one per quarter, if you will, reruns. But we'll 
I'll record an opening and closing to let everybody know during then. And we'll take them all the way back from season one. So we'll start with some of the earlier stuff and hopefully be able to bring that back. And it is just sometimes we need a little bit of a break. Yeah, no, for sure. We do. And um, I'm going to be honest to everyone. Anyone that doesn't know it, they're, they're fixing to. You do 99% of the work. All I do is show up and talk. And sometimes I show up and talk, snort, sneeze, and drink coffee, which I apologize to you for the editing. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, it's really something that you do the lion's share of the work on. And so for you, it is a lot. And you should find ways to lighten your workload. And I guess I really don't know what else to say about that other than uh, thank you for being awesome. <laughs> so it's so can you believe that we've gone this long because we're now what a year and a quarter i'm doing realistic sustainability i also while you were holding your free food dinner event we hit ten thousand downloads which is pretty cool that is amazing so i wasn't going to bring that up because this is a retrospective episode but since you did i do want to say thank you one more time to not only all the volunteers that were so generous with giving us their time but to you and jameson for coming out and uh, helping us have a good time and feed some people and i can't wait to do it next year yeah for those of you who maybe didn't catch this on earlier episodes nick held a free food event it was a christmas eve dinner tasty bits catering set it all up and it was just amazing we you probably fed 250 people that day i don't really know the final count on it it was for as high as my anxiety was, it was a very refreshing number. I was happy. I was really nervous. I really, for some reason, thought that no one was going to come. Uh, and, and so, but that was solely due to the short amount of time we set everything up. So I, I'm really happy with, uh, you know, the turnout we got. And I was really pleased to see some of the members of the community helping out their neighbors and picking up to goes and dropping them off and stuff like that. That was, that was beautiful. And I can't wait to uh, expand on it. And I will be expanding. I have a whole year to plan the next one. So how many bad ideas could I come up with in 12 months? <laughs> Only time will tell. <laughs> well, I look forward to helping again. Hopefully this becomes a, a regular thing because it wasn't just myself and Jameson, but even our friends, you know, the Lassard family. There was tons of people. Our family showed up. A lot of people came, came there to help. Yeah, so they did. And when I first started announcing the dinner, I had a lot of responses from people that wanted to volunteer. And, and keep in mind, this is this is back before Halloween or around Halloween when I started to, uh, to post the, these things about the dinner I wanted to do. And I knew, you know, that, that Thanksgiving still had to come around. And so generally, and I know this isn't a flat room across the board, the average family makes their Christmas plans at Thanksgiving. So I knew that the people wanted to volunteer, they had the best of intentions, but their lives would still get in the way because that happens with me a lot of times. I could commit myself to things, you know, months out and then kind of forget about it and then commit myself to other things. At this point, I have to rob Peter to pay Paul because I made too many commitments in my life. And that it's just, it's not fair, but it is the way it is. And I, I don't get upset when people do that because that's kind of normal life is complicated and sometimes you gotta you gotta make the best of a bad apple salad so there was a lot of people that said they would volunteer and several of them had the the courtesy to message me the day of and say hey you know we we really wish we could be there but you know we couldn't we can't be because of this or this or this and i appreciate the courtesy so we weren't just waiting around for them but also and i really have to send out a huge thank you to the uh the main street flowers here in montrose so the lady that owns that i've never i've never met her but she she wanted the volunteer and she was 
going to donate a bunch of centerpieces and a bunch of stuff. And then the day of, her mom got COVID. And so she she got a hold of me and said, hey, I'm still going to donate this ham. I still am going to send my girls over flowers, but I can't be there. I'm not going to take the risk of getting my staff sick. So I've been all day with my mom. I, I have to get tested and I have to quarantine, but she is sick. She's like, I'm not going to run the risk of possibly spreading it in case I do have it. And so I thanked her for that graciously. And um, we went on with the day and it was it was a good time. Good turnout. It really was. And it was just a, a fun overall day. I was pretty tired by the end of it, but it was a good fun day. It was it was. Uh, oh, Lord. It was it was wonderful. I keep calling it beautiful, but it was it was just I, it was better than I could have ever hoped. And I, I stood there. Oh, heavens. About five o'clock watching all of you guys who did the lion's share of the work. You guys really did make up all these to go boxes. And I was standing next to the one Mason that was there and he kind of hung out most of the night. And I just I realized how fortunate I am. Because even though some of the volunteers couldn't make it, they wanted to, my family showed up. Like You guys suited up and you were there. And it wasn't even like, I never asked any of you guys to actually help. You just kind of was like, hey, we're coming to this. And I was like, great. <laughs> and here I am thinking I'm going to feed all of you. And, and and literally you guys just like were a food army. Like you guys sat there at the line and served people and helped out and did all different kinds of stuff. And it, it was, it was enlightened. It was, it was humbling and it was em- emotion invoking because I, I didn't realize how, how wonderfully gifted I am and how, how fortunate I am with the family that I have. And uh, it's truly a blessing that I could never have put into words and I just can't begin to express my gratitude. Well, and on the other side of the fence, we were all honored to be a part of it. It was a wonderful community event designed to help all around. There was no limitation to who it could help and who walked in the door, they get fed. And it was just, it was great to be a part of it. So also thank you. But let's t- let's start talking about this show. And I want to talk about some fun things that happened last year also. The, like some of my highlights and some Hopefully you'll bring up some of your highlights of season two. One of the ones that I like, I liked almost any episode that had to do with someone other than us. So I'm not sure how that <laughs> translates, but you know, when it, Austin it, from ethic came on anything we get to do with starting sustainability and, and Kaylin. And of course, one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, Rob Bogan. Oh, Rob's the man. Love Rob. <laughs> So I'm over here looking at the list and I'm like, well, which were my favorites? And it it sadly kind of comes out to anybody but us. I don't think that's sad. I I think that just, okay. So being that this show is generally you picking a topic and researching it, or I'll say, Hey, I want to, I want to look into this and that we just have a conversation where 70% of it is you educating me and 30% of it is me trying to assemble some sense of normality and order out of it. Cause I'm kind of a putz most of the time when when it's just you and I, there's an air of uh, having to perform. You know, even even if I don't have anything quip and witty that I, that I want to say, I try to come up with something. Which you can definitely tell the things I thought out versus the the things that are just ridiculous. Earlier, I said bad apple salad. That's not even a thing that exists anywhere in the world until today. But there it is. <laughs> I was gonna uh, ask later, but but then when you have someone else like Rob or Kaylin or Austin, it, it takes the uh, it takes the pressure off us. We get to actually talk to someone else. We get to put the spotlight on them. But it also helps us uh, shine a light. On, on other things, uh, other people and people that are making good choices and, and working hard towards goals of their own that, that a lot of times in these cases are kind of lining up what we're trying to do. And I think it's wonderful. I agree 100%. Well, and it's a different perspective. You and I talk quite a bit, but there's a value in bringing someone from the outside in. And I don't want to be a show that's just purely interviewing people. This is supposed to be just us chatting. You know, we're supposed to be just having a good time talking and talking about topics 
topics that matter to us or something that could be interesting for others. I love dragging these highly intelligent people into our circle and getting that conversation going. Although Rob likes to ruffle my feathers here and there, <laughs> it seems to be something he just loves to do because I'm a little more passive, but I just love pulling them in. And Kaylin has such a deep understanding from sustainability on a household standpoint that it's really quite often eye-opening and i get a lot of my product recommendations from her from listening to her show so i really like being able to integrate these individuals into our show well i think that to some degree throughout any part of your life you will come to the realization that life is about networking and connecting with people and that you only truly grow when you when you venture yourself out into you know unknown waters unknown territories and and, and like with with sustainability there you can learn so much on your own but when you when you do make the connection of someone who's already doing it who's already doing the same journey you're starting maybe they're a little further maybe they have tips and tricks maybe like with kayla she's got all these things that she has already kind of vetted and knows that this is more up to speed with what she's trying to accomplish so she can say hey that that's great but look at this let's try this or have you done this or what do you think about that and I think that's awesome because I think that if we all did that for each other in life, no matter what it was, we'd all get a lot further, a lot faster. Yeah. I mean, we joke about sustainability. It's talking about, it takes a village, but in, in almost anything in the world, it takes a village. And the more of these interconnections we have with curated culture, starting sustainability, or even ethic or the browser plugin, the more we learn, the more perspectives we get, the more discussions we get to have, because let's face it, I may like to talk a lot, but there's only so many things I can talk about. Well, there's a difference between liking to talk a lot and having something to say. I talk all the time. I very rarely have something to say. And it's not it's not remotely close to the same thing. And so I think when we have more perspective you know in the mix more people that are gonna give us their two cents we'll have less talking but more things to say we'll have you know more conversations with with kind of meat and i think that that's something that we're all going to benefit from and i do actually something you just said i completely agree with it takes a village applies to every single thing in your life everything there is not a single thing in your life that you could do better than anyone else and if you did you find that one thing that means you can teach and improve everyone else at that one thing so now you are part of the village so regardless of how you look at it it does take a village it does it's a great way to understand sustainability because in sustainability it isn't all about us it's about we it's about everybody that you're right if you have something you're really really good at there should be an internal need to share that. Or when someone asks, that's the whole concept of Dabble, giving a place where someone can share a skill so that we could all have those skills. Another thing that I liked about season two, although it was terrifying to me, was the live show. Oh God, that was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I was terrified. I am not great with that kind of stuff. And we had tech support problems the first time we tried it. We, you know, we we tried something new, uh, and we even had some technical issues on that episode towards the end because my internet just got tired and decided it was done. <laughs> so, yes, you're you're right. Um, but okay, so no matter how much you pay for internet, if it's provided by Charter or Comcast, it's gonna suck. So, uh, it's not not consistent it only works when you don't need it and i i don't know man i really enjoy the live ones i like the 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 bannering back and forth i like having jamie's input and having rob's input and i don't think that it would have the same magic if we did it every single week i mean it might but i think that it would start to die down and not necessarily fizzle out per se but it would hit a it would hit a rhythm a dull boring plateau 
quite quickly. But having them to kind of spice things up here and then, or like having them interchangeable, like your, your short series with Rob when you guys, you know, having those conversations, like it's it's awesome. And they made the live show a blast. I'm sorry that you were nervous and I'm sorry that you were scared. But being that you're a Gen Xer and you grew up with this technology, you should be the confident one. Oh yeah, you I would, went there. Yeah, you would think. You would think I would be, but I'm not. I'm absolutely not. I do what I can. I, it's it's even hard enough for me to do the shorts when I'm not talking to someone. You can see a distinct difference if you're listening to the show on the shorts where I cut up the interview town hall with Rob versus mm-hmm. the ones I do by myself. I, I've got to find a way to pretend like I'm talking to someone. Yeah, I, I get that. And the other thing that I had wrote on my notes for for things I enjoyed over this last year was being able to talk about Edible Landscape Project and the feedback that I get from others and uh, the excitement that I received in some of the messages. And that is just an additional Yahoo for the project because it did go well and it was a good showing this year. And it is nice that listeners also agreed. It didn't get the EV kind of response that you you could get on a project like that. I say the EV response because we're still <laughs> we'll, still we'll get getting hate messages. On we'll, we'll get vehicles. there. I'm going to talk about that. So we'll get there. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. Why don't you tell me some of your favorite moments of 2021? Well, you already let the cat out of the bag with the first one, and that would be the edible landscaping, because when you and I first started talking about the edible landscaping thing, when it was still just an idea, we were sitting at the Chamber of Commerce in Durand when we were actually meeting in person for this. It feels like it's been so long, and it's it was wonderful to see a good idea start, manifest itself, have the things put in place to make it a reality and then to have it succeed. Now that may not ring as important in some people's minds when they hear it as it does mine, but being as someone who I have a million ideas and I only ever move forward with like, you know, maybe one a year because I, I just don't have the time it takes to dedicate to them. I know what it's like to be like, Oh, well this is what they should do it. This is a great idea. And then you just put it on the shelf and forget about it. Like to see that you actually went forth and, and did it and went forward and, and were able to actually implement it and manifest it into reality was it was it was magical it was really quite special to be part of that even if i was just cheering from the background or telling you like outlandishly ridiculous things that probably weren't relevant but i thought were kind of cool i loved the uh the conversation about the apples i know that we you and i had talked in one of our earlier podcasts about apples a lot so when edible landscaping came around i was champing an apple tree i'm still i will buy it for the city of duran if they plant it next year i i think that it's wonderful as easily landscape easily my favorite thing of the year the second one yeah was that was the the ev crisis um <laughs> or as i call the we were just playing around debacle of 2021 i don't understand why we are still getting just land blasted by people that hate us but we are so uh that's fine and it's funny and it's uh it's interesting the perspective or lack of perspective that people have they just react to the they coming across their news feed And one thing that I will say about it, I don't want to talk about it too long, is that I understand the way Facebook works and you pay for, you know, advertising and stuff and they just plug things into people's news feeds based on the analytics you provide and, and, you know, that coincides with the stuff people tend to look up and and spend time on. But like, I've never hated something so much. I feel the need to comment on it like ever. And so to see the, the energetic response we got was comical. At first it was kind of scary and then it was, I just started funny. Like, my gosh, it was, it was, it was so outlandish and like keyboard warrior barbaric, man. People were just, 
They were holding nothing back. They had fangs out and they were typing with fury. But um, yeah, man, I don't, it's hard to, to really narrow a lot of things down. That would be like my highlights of this year, because really like last time, this is just being a part of this is a highlight. I, I enjoy being able to take part in this and it, it's not always, I mean, some episodes are more enjoyable than others. Some of them honestly are like pulling teeth, not because I'm not interested, but because I'm, there are some topics I'm so ridiculously ignorant on and they, it feels like it's a struggle. Like some I pick up real easy. Some are super, super, super simple for me. Other ones are like, I feel like I'm in first grade trying to learn rocket science. Like I just can't figure it out. And so I try really hard and it's, it's complicated, but it at the end, it's promoting personal growth for me and it's opening my eyes to things I never considered. So this whole thing, this whole, this whole like wacky experiment we're doing here is the, is the best part of the year. And um, you, you can talk now because I'm out of breath. Fair enough. I'll, I'll tell you one of the funniest things about this whole experience is, is when you do 103 shows, you're not always super excited about the one you just did. You know, there's, there's times I'll, I'll go through, we'll do a show. I'll, I'll stop it. I'll take the recording and go, yeah, I hope that was a good enough one for people to like. Mm-hmm. And, and you get that worry, but it seems like almost every time, almost every time I think we've either pushed a little hard on the envelope or in a direction, or we just didn't feel like we brought it. Almost every time I get a comment that says great show from someone, <laughs> someone's out there and I don't get it for every show. I don't get compliments on every single show we do, but it seems like almost everyone that I'm concerned about gets a comment that says great show. Well, I, I think that, Hey, that's awesome. But I think that honestly, when, when we have the shows we're concerned about generally, well, if I'm being honest, it's because I took us off the rails and went off rants and threw a fit and acted like a five-year-old and you're welcome. But I think it, it's because in those shows, we, we kind of jump off the format and go a little, whether it be a little eccentric with, with how I react to things, or we just get like really off topic and, and go down a rabbit hole and start talking about something else. But we, we kind of let more of our personality show. And I really think that that, that appeals to people. I think people like the idea that they're listening to other people and that we're not like a produced show. I mean, you do the production. There is producing, but it's not like I don't have someone here in my makeup telling me what to say. Nothing I say is scripted at all. You can hear me stutter and and make mistakes all the time. Heck, I swore on an episode and I was horrified <laughs> that you left it in. So it, uh, I think that a lot of the times people are just, you know, happy to hear this kind of stuff coming from regular guys. And I think really it's also part of the draw. I think people that are not draw, but, um, part of the the oh lord have mercy what is that word that just ran out of my mind the benefit for us people are people are more willing to listen not not on electric vehicles but on most things <laughs> to regular people versus you know the some guy like that has talking points on on the television or something so i i really enjoy that and, and to honestly the positive feedback from some of these listeners is just keeps you going like it's amazing and i love that we're starting to get our own little like sustainability like fan section there are certain people that message us on the regular that that have conversations with us i think that's so much fun it is that's one of my favorite parts about the have just being part of the whole show the other part is i like to sit and just bs with you and that's kind of what this is although i say i write shows i write bullet points i write notes i don't write a whole show we don't script a whole show it is sometimes if someone looked at my notebook you would see sections that were we got ranting about something and half the show that was was written didn't even get put on the show 
because we we took a different direction i circle it for later maybe we'll come back to it maybe we won't but it is what it is we're just chatting well you're right and and i I would like to to point out though that when you say that you write shows i don't get to see that i don't get to see his notebook i have no idea what he has down for bullet points until he says them and so i have a tendency to to think out loud. So as we're having conversations, as new ideas are coming into my head, it's a direct head to mouth, you know, route. There's no filter in between because I do believe that to, to think about something with perspective, you have to get it out of your mind so you can really think about it fully. I also believe that if I'm talking to someone more intelligent than me than or more educated than me, I'm going to make the best of it. And I'm just going to, you know, if I have an idea, I'm going to shoot it at him. If he thinks it's stupid, he's going to tell me. If he thinks I'm wrong, he's going to tell me. And I appreciate that. It's one of the best parts of being on a show with my brother is that I can actually just have that conversation. I don't, I'm not concerned with feeling dumb or not good enough, or I don't have insecurities in that regard because he's got to deal with me at Christmas, Thanksgiving anyway. So I don't really care if I make him mad. He's stuck with me. I love you. But (laughs) it it is, uh, it's something that I, I do think that, um, gives appeal to some of it and i'm i mean don't get me wrong i know there's sometimes i go on rants and i say i say some wacky stuff but that's what you get i am who i am all the time and you are who you are and i think that together we don't suck well and that's a ringing endorsement um, <laughs> it's for me be a heck of a t-shirt uh realistic sustainability they don't suck would be a great <laughs> actually that's right in my alley i would love to wear that because i've said it doesn't suck what i've loved as as my description for how much i love like something for years like because i've always been okay so when it comes to like movies and tv shows and books and everyone's experience if someone talks it up like someone re that friend that really likes it and they make it like seem like they reinvented the wheel with whatever it is then you go and you watch it or you read it and you're like oh it's okay i never wanted to be that guy so when i really like something i'm just like, hey it doesn't suck man it's worth <laughs> the time to pay attention to because that's how i feel i don't ever want to let people down i don't want to build them up and have them be like oh man that movie was crap so we don't suck are we the best podcast in the world not yet we'll get there we like to have a good time we like to try to be um informative and we like to deep i want to say deep dive but that's not we like to scratch the surface on things because to be fair most of these topics need way more conversation that we could squeeze into an hour or even hour and a half so but we like to we like to you know kind of tickle the keyboard and figure out some stuff and it's fun and i'm gonna you gotta stop me from ranting michael come on butt in here (laughs) well and as we get more and more topics covered we can then go back and loop back to some of those topics and maybe dig into them a bit more. Some of them would be very interesting. Hopefully we'll bring entertaining things. But another thing I liked watching this whole last year is our show growth. I'm always honored when I see, like I just said, we had 10,000 downloads, which is a pretty young podcast, but for us a big deal. The, the fact that in the rankings all the time, we pop into this one or that one, but even my, my brother-in-law likes to make jokes about where we are almost consistently in the top 10 in Hungary week over week over week. And he's, you know, he's always making jokes. You know who this guy is? If you would, if you lived in Hungary, you know, just little, (laughs) (laughs) but it's, it's humbling and it's an honor that we can even see those kinds of things and that there are people listening all over the world to you and I literally just chatting yeah it i agree it is something that uh you know i i've never been one to to ever expect i've hoped but never expected that kind of stuff and i've tried lots of things over the years with with, with social media like youtube and tiktok and you know i i of course i want to communicate with with a, va- of the, a vast population of people because even though i say a lot of nothing i've got a lot of nothing to say and 
it's amazing to me that the thing that really gets out there is this show. And I'm not, I'm, it's not a bad thing. It's just, I've always kind of fancied myself as an entertainer. I like to, I like to make people laugh and, and I like to have fun and have a good time. And, and here we have this show where I'm actually just trying to keep up and not sound like an idiot. And this is the one that, you know, people like they listen to and they like, and they, they want us to do more. And we get comments like, Hey, I wish you were here on this one. Uh, we miss you. Or the one guy called me drunk Nick or something like that. And tipsy <laughs> Nick or whatever it was. It, it, it's, it's nice to have that back and forth with your, with your, uh, with the listener base. And yeah, I was going to, yeah, I want to say clients, but they're not clients. They're not paying us for anything. <laughs> it's, I, I don't really want to go so far as fans. Like I don't want no one like having our poster on the wall. I just, the listeners are, they make this, this job worth it. I mean, I think it's a lot of fun. It is. And that's, I still, there's times that poor Jamie has to listen to me go, Oh my goodness. Look at someone likes us. She's like, yes, I get it. Stop it. You know, it's, but it's, it's all new to us. We are not, you're right. We're not really performers. You are in some sense. You do a lot of things that I don't do, but it's always, we're just people. You're, you're getting who we are as we speak. Now, as we prepare for next year, there's a few things that I want to remind other people just in case they've been listening to us for the long haul. If you're preparing to do your own edible landscape project, you start you start having that conversation with your city in January. You start it almost immediately. You got to get a hold of your your city hall and get yourself put on the next meeting so that you can speak. So I want to remind everybody, if you're planning to do that and you want to have ownership of of your own edible landscape project, now's the time to start planning that. Not only will you be starting to grow plants in February, you you have to get all your city approvals and you do that as quickly as possible. Because if you start in January, you're going to get a lot of those approvals completed by April or May. Yeah, you're, people you, tend to move slowly when it comes to that kind of stuff. You'll still be hustling to get plants in the ground on time. That's just one thing I wanted to let everybody know just in case, because that is one thing that we get a lot of comments about, or I get a lot of personal emails. So I wanted to say it on the show. The other thing is, Nick, do you have any New Year's resolutions when no, it comes to this? I don't do New Year's resolutions. You don't? Why is that? Nope. So I have in years past, but I do believe that uh, I don't I'm trying to think of how to word this. I don't believe it does me any good to use the end of a year, the start of a new year as a time to change my life and, and, and to make changes that are going to be for a, a better year. I think that if you want to make changes, you just make changes. I don't think that picking a day in the calendar makes it any easier, any harder. Uh, my entire life I've done that. It could be a Thursday. I'm going to start a diet on Monday. And I spend like the next three days psyching myself up to start this diet only to jump off in a couple weeks later. Uh, so no, I don't make New Year's resolutions. The only thing, the only resolution I make to myself consistently is that every day I strive to be the better than the day that I was the day before. So my resolution is just to keep trying to improve. I do have some things that I'm going to be trying to do. I have a new project I'm working on for 2022. So I'm not going to call it a resolution, but I do have a new project. I'm going to start trying to put together and see if I can figure out because I think it'll be beneficial and helpful to the community. Excellent. Excellent. So what you've gone through a full calendar year at realistic sustainability. What would you change? Like if I could go back, mm-hmm. I would have read more, did more homework on some of those topics. I don't know if I would change anything other than the fact I do wish I would have been a little more, uh, you know, brushed up on a couple of the topics. I I'm honored to be a part of it. And I don't, I don't think I would change it. I would never change it in a way that would take me out of it, but 
as comfortable with feeling ignorant as I am, there's a couple things that just, like I said, hurt my brain. So I, I would I'd rush up a little more, maybe do a little homework, actually read <laughs> more words than the word Google, because uh, Lord knows I don't read enough. All right. Well, next year, we hope to have another 103 episodes-ish. I say ish, I planned 103 episodes, 99 of them being new, four of them being reruns spread over the whole year, like taking them from season one. We hope to continue to have fresh, enjoyable, and engaging content is really all it is. So if, you, if, if you're listening to this and you have a topic, send it to us. Not that we don't have topics lined up because I'm a weird guy with an Excel spreadsheet and has us booked all the way through mid, uh, uh, mid-season mid three. Oh, but... sweet pecan pie. Is that the truth? <laughs> well, as people send us cool stuff, my things can be bumped down and we can put theirs up there. So you got ideas? Send it to us. We like the interaction and we like the ideas. It stops us from starting back over and looking at pieces in a, in a deeper set. I think that... Uh, getting a massive overview on things is very, very important. We deep dive into certain things here and there. We have on things like water or social justice. There's automation. We've we've talked about a lot of things that we've dove, dove in a little bit more. But I think there's countless topics from in the house to worldwide needs. Oh, for sure. And on top of that, you know, we could do a whole series on just mental and personal sustainable, you know, wellness. A huge part of sustainability is making sure that you, you're a sustainable person because, you know, your, your mental health and wellness is tremendously important and also quite commonly ignored and undervalued in the average person. So I think you're right. There's a countless amount of topics we can handle. Yeah, it's uh, we should never actually run out of something to say there's always something and, and just when you think it might be harder something in the world will happen something will happen and we'll have a current event there'll be something that can get us talking and it's sustainability honestly very few compared to the whole population very few focus on it so there's a lot to be learned everybody listening to this right now you're kind of in the pioneering stage of sustainability and at some point governments all over the world are going to kick in with us so and if you notice nick you were talking about the things you wanted to do and it was that little bit little bit yeah it's ingrained at this point, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, I've, I've referenced this before. It is ingrained, but I think, honestly, it's ingrained in all of us. If you look at pop culture things and things you, you learn as a child, you know, if you practice every day and you get a little bit better every day, and then, you know, after a year, you're way better than you were at the beginning. Well, that that's a fundamental rule that applies to your whole life. So, yeah, man, a little bit, little bit, big bit. Absolutely. There's a, oh, my gosh. There, there, sometimes you have the words and sometimes you're trying to last one. It's not happiness, but uh, <laughs> there is there's a lot that can be said about that. Uh, and for me, I'm never I'm not really going to try to change the world in the regards to while I do believe the world needs to be saved. But there's so many things locally like we're having these podcasts, we're having these conversations. And that's locally to me. I mean, could anyone in the world listen to it? Absolutely. But I am talking to my brother about things that we need think need to change or we things we could improve on or, you know, different areas that we're not living up to what we probably should be doing. And that is um that's local change that those changes directly affect my personal life. And uh, like like dabble or like like your edible landscaping or like with the community dinner I did, that's local. That That is helping support your sustainably sorry, helping sustainably support your local community is what I was trying to say there. And that is beautiful. It is absolutely wonderful. Well, it is also doing is more than saying. We always have something to say. 
but we have to start doing more. If, if we want people to see sustainability as something that is actually viable, then we have to start doing, not just talking about it. And the podcast, which is funny because we're in a podcast, we can literally just talk about it. But since we've started the podcast through now, we're doing those things. And I, and every once in a while, I get messages from others who are doing those things. And that is probably the best thing that we can see from others is this need to feed the community, the need to help those around us, not just ones we agree with, everyone. Well, I I am of the mindset as an adult, if I want, oh my gosh, if I would want certain things afforded to me when I was in a bad situation, then it is my responsibility as a man, as a person, as a, hum, a citizen of the human race to provide those to other people when I'm able to. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, there's not a time... That you're always able to. Well, I just, yeah, I think that like, so with the community dinner, if I were alone and by myself or, or hungry or in need on, on, on a holiday, I'd want to be able to go somewhere and eat. And we didn't have anything like that. So I wanted to do it because I think that when you, when you treat everyone, and I mean, everyone in the world that you meet the way you want to be treated, not the way you think you should be treated or, but the way you want, the way you would treat, you treat people like they are someone you, you could or would care about. That's the way you should be treating yourself. If everyone did that, if we all just made the world a little bit better around us, man, I tell you, it would be it'd be a whole different place to live. And so, yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of this that that hits home for me because I I think that if we start if we start local and we take care of our communities and we, and we do what we feel needs to be done. Be- because it needs to be done. If you shoulder that responsibility, you'll find that you actually enjoy doing it. I love helping people. Now, not always saying everything I do is helpful. Sometimes I make things worse. I'm not perfect, but I try. Yeah, it's a very fulfilling thing. I always tell everybody when someone wants to give you something and that person says, no, 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 because they have that fear that someone may see them as someone lesser because they took the help. I always remind them that person who's giving is getting that fulfillment. Don't rob them of that. And if we do that on a community basis, if every person looked out for each other, sustainability, sustainable thinking, all these things that we've been discussing over the past year plus create an immunity to what we see in the world. The hate, the anger, the pitting each other against each other, the stuff you watch on television, all these things that they that are being used to cause conflict or confusion. It becomes irrelevant because it doesn't fit to what you see in your community people start to bind together they start to work together they start sharing ideas and you're not just left or right or you're not just this team or that team you become a person with a la carte thought and you can work together as a team as a unit and as a community and that is to me one of the most fulfilling things i've seen over the last year well i think that People helping people is the the best example of a an organism thrive. I think that as a community, you're an organism. Now, are you one one creature with a one beating heart? No, no, you're not. But you're a bunch of little little moving parts that that work better when they work together. I mean, it, a community is a, it's a it's a machine, if you will. Like, there's so many different analogies you can use that that essentially, you know, just lend credit to the idea that if a bunch of you work together, things get done faster, things get done better, things are done safer, and I I love the idea of a strong like moral fiber that binds your community 
together that does make it immune to the negativity and the nastiness we see on television that we're we're desensitized to it that we're force fed on a daily basis because it's gross and it's out there and it doesn't need to be it doesn't need to be life like maybe that's life somewhere else but that's not here that's not my home that's not the way i view people and you can't convince me anything different right before I close us down on that note, because that's a beautiful note, there's some people we need to thank, or I have a list of people I'd like to thank. One is Rob Bogan at The Curated Culture. Thank you so much for all the shows that you've you've brought your wisdom to and, and the town hall that you dedicated so much time to putting together. Stemnetics for the kids STEM classes and, and so some of the sponsorship opportunities. Ethic, Austin at Ethic. I still use that browser extension. It's wonderful and it just gets better month over month over month. And that's helping you find sustainable businesses. And Kaylin at Starting Sustainability, her insights and her just her laughter and fun in our shows just takes it up a notch. I also want to bring up Tasty Bits. Thank you very much, Tasty Bits, for bringing us those that event in Montrose, Lucky's uh, Pets here in Durand, and Howl About It Bakery. These are these are all becoming part of that community, part of that tight knit community. I find it to be just heartwarming, wonderful. I love the interaction. And last, the city of Duran because they allow me to do so many things and I get to talk about it here. No one gets upset that we talk about it here. So it's, it is wonderful for me to be able to do things with the freedoms they give me. And of course, every single listener and our families, our families have to put up with us not being around a lot because we're recording or writing or doing different things on top of other projects that we have, the dabbles and tasty bits of the world. It is challenging for them and we try to loop them in as much as possible, but they do have to deal with us being away. And for all the listeners out there, we're just humbled and honored, you know, over 60 countries. It's really just something I've never fully wrapped my mind around. So that's my list of thank yous for 2021. By you saying your list of thank yous, now I feel pressured to have a list of thank yous. Um, <laughs> I would like to copy and paste Mike's list of thank yous to mine, but no, I, I, I for starters, want to thank you. I want to thank you and um, the time you spend writing and editing and doing everything you can to make sure we sound better than what we really are. And I appreciate that because this is a lot of fun. I appreciate Rob and everyone that uh, has lent their time to us i don't even know what to say i'm just kind of overtaken by it it's it's so awesome and i'm just thankful for everything that has happened and everyone that's been a part of it and uh, i hope they're excited as at least as excited as i am because uh, there's a lot more to come man this is just the beginning and i think even if we were 10 years in it's just the beginning like we're not stopping anytime soon this is our gig now and it's gonna be a it's gonna be a wild ride well, and I had someone ask me just recently, so when are you guys going to stop doing episodes? And I said, when people stop listening. As long as someone's listening, Nick and I will get together and we'll have these conversations. If, <laughs> if, if the number stays at zero and it stays there for a long time, then we could probably stop. We'll probably still have the conversations. We'll just quit recording them. Like Nick and I will never stop talking. So as long as microphones <laughs> exist, they will always happen. <laughs> so, yeah. So everybody, thank you so very much. That's all we had for this week. I know it was, there was no real sustainability topic but we took we wanted to take a moment and just say thank you and talk about what's happened over the last year and really just start looking forward to what we can what we can bring of value next year and thank you for joining us on this little journey because i'll tell you 
I had no idea what I was getting into when I started this. And I love the fact that you just said edit and make us sound better than we are. Because if you ever see us live, you're going to hear me say, um, 433 times. And we both have stutters. So... (laughs) oh yeah for sure my mouth like you can literally watch my brain buffer like i get stuck just it's ridiculous so we do try to to clean it up to the best of our ability but i'm sure it peaks through periodically thank you for your patience so that's all we have for this week if you like this episode share it on social media or with a friend if you want to support realistic sustainability you can do that you can do that through our anchor site or going to greeningyourlife.org and you can support realistic sustainability for as little as a dollar a month thank you for those who already are it kind of makes us feel like there's value in what we're doing if you can't do that that's also perfectly fine just leave us a five-star review on any of your favorite podcast platforms comments reviews little click the heart whatever it happens to be follow any kind of activity really helps us out because it 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 puts us in those search engines and i recently found out when you hit them listenership goes up dramatically so thank you for those who are already doing it and thank you in advance for those who start doing it positive comments clicking the like any of those really help us out thank you again and just remember we're just trying to get a little bit better each day little bit little bit big bit i'm mike and i'm nick and we'll see you next year what's going on everybody my name is rob and i'm the host of the curated culture a weekly podcast dedicated to dissecting the latest and greatest news from around the world of tech and pop culture Now, we all know the internet can be a busy, noisy place, so let us calm that noise for you. Join us as we discuss the latest and greatest topics from the people and sources that matter most. Check us out every Thursday as we jump into fresh, original content, new interviews, and a host of other subjects that we know you'll find interesting. So jump in whatever your favorite podcast app is and search The Curated Culture. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, we'll catch y'all on the air.